everybody. Hey, it's July 31st, and it's episode 127 of the Totally Corrupt Podcast. We'd appreciate it if you gave us a follow on Spotify, and you can get into the conversation with us on Getter uh, and on True Social. Our handle there is at Totally Corrupt, and uh, yeah, say hello. Uh, get today's show started. The guest today, his name is Mike Boyle from Florida. So look forward to hearing from Mike, and we'll get the captain in the room by giving him a call. Here we go. This is the captain speaking. Captain, can you hear yes. me? Yes. Yeah. Right on. Well, Was that a little offspring? A little offspring, yeah. A little, uh, why don't you get a fucking job? Yes. Jesus Christ. So, I know. And he's the... just one into his bitch, too. He's one into his broad. He's like, you're dragging me down. Just get a job. I'm tired of paying for your shit. Uh, well, I love less. I mean, a lot of these songs, I, I the older I get, they were just, I just love the beat and some of the lyrics. And then I listen to them fully when I like, and I'm like, no, this guy was bitching about his girlfriend who complained all the time. And he figured out the best way to get her to stop complaining is get her some responsibility. Get a fucking job. Fucking be busy for a while and come home and be tired. When I go to work, I come home. I'm tired. I want to hang out. And it's like, Oh, you want to you want to go do all these things you had eight hours, nine hours every day to do? <laughs> it's like it's interesting when you don't work and like how much time goes by. You're like, fuck! I had all that time and I got nothing done. But well, then you... it's like it's like people who respect your time or don't, or even when you don't respect your time and don't. Like I was an asshole the last time we hung out with Muncie. I love seeing Muncie. But I was grumpy at the end of the night, mid on end of the night, and the main reason why, because I stayed out too late. I I I turn into something else when I when I'm up too late. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, we didn't we, like, did, we didn't get the best part of that podcast recorded, but yeah, you were. You well, were, it was it was not good. I turned into an I turned into an asshole. But the thing is, I want to go online publicly and say, hey, I love Muncie, and I already connected with him and you know sometimes when you drink a little bit you say things that you might say you shouldn't have said later and that was one of those nights but you know love Muncie it was so good seeing him I love that guy he keeps me grounded it's kind of nice when he makes me angry once in a while because then after I cool down and it doesn't bug him but he makes me stronger as a friend he does you're so wise. No, I'm just, you know, hey, we all flip out at each other. You you broke my glasses one time and paid me a whole bunch of money to just shut up. Just go get some new glasses. I broke them. Sorry. Whatever. You know. Pretty much. I mean, I mean, Matt punched me in the face one time and I still work with him. It's like, it's like, not only, people offend me all the time and I expect that from my friends and I'm glad we got a, I'm glad we got a comedian coming on, uh, but that's the whole thing about life. You, you're supposed to harden up, not realize how soft you are. You know, it's wow. like when Noonan, when when Danny Noonan was over that putt on Caddyshack, and he had to make it, and everybody's like Noonan, Noonan, Noonan. They're aching him on. I mean, they're not. They're not. You know, and that's the whole thing about life. People aren't gonna like fall back and just give you an easy path because every path you take is different shit you gotta learn and I think the best thing that cures that is sarcasm because you don't take things too seriously you don't think somebody offends you every time you turn around a corner or somebody looks at you weird it's like you know stop being pussies wait is that gender neutral I think it is. Yeah, you can't say. Because I would call you a pussy, and you called me a pussy many times. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works out anymore. Like, you can't. I'm just saying. I think the I, I think the end of the woke culture is nearing. 
It's like when it's like when everybody used to say, "Oh, that's gay." That's that's really gay. Just meaning like it's dumb or stupid. And you can't say that. Well, you got to be all inclusive, so you got to say that's LGBTQ plus. Yeah. <laughs> you got to like you got to like spell things out because people are too stupid to know what a three-letter word means, gay. I don't care where you are, it's just not heterosexual. Yeah. That's what gay means. Actually, gay means happy. You're just happy. So you're happy in your own delusional world if you uh, think you were born a man and can become a woman. Good luck, uh, six foot four guy playing in the fucking uh, MMA or or fucking the PG or the the uh, women's tour. That's like having that's like having Tiger Woods all of a sudden say, "Ah, oh, my leg's broken," but you know, by the way, I'm gay. Uh, I'm not going to cut off my dick or anything like that, but I'm going to declare myself a woman and I'm going to, I'm going to finish my career on the women's tour and I'm going to win every tournament. Yeah. I feel like a woman now. So, um, that's what league I'm going to play in, (laughs) you know, the bad thing is you can't, the bad thing is now you feel like a woman. The bad thing is you cannot give birth because you don't have that genitals to give birth to a kid and live off the state. So all you got to do, all you, all you really need to do is like join the gay community, go to a whole bunch of pride parades. And, uh, basically I don't know how they make their money. Honestly, I don't shop anywhere where it's like over and fluently gay. I mean, it's like, as far as it's, it's like my opinion, it's like you come to my shop, I'm here to give you experience. Supposed to be a shop for the customer, right? Uh I don't need anybody's political beliefs. I don't need anybody's religious beliefs. I went into your shop to buy a pool stick or I go into your fucking sandwich shop to buy a sandwich. Kind of simple. You know, I really could care less. I never even knew half of my friends that weren't dating girls. Think about this. We knew a lot of guys that just couldn't date a girl. And behind the scenes, me and you were probably like, yeah, that guy's gay. You know, because even when you're close friends to each other, you really don't talk about that shit because it's not important. Like, I like hanging out with you because we flow. We have a good time. You know, once in a while I go cuckoo. Sometimes you do. Sometimes crew would do. We all do. But we know we can trust each other. And that's why I'm always, you know, I know when, I know when you're crashing at my house and I'm sleeping in my bed. I never, ever have to worry about you, like, waking up and, like, you're lying next to me and, like, like what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? No, because that, like, that would be gay. That's, well, how do you define gay? How do you define Sleeping half these Sleeping in another like, man's bed. <laughs> That's pretty well, gay. How do, you define re- how do you define a recession? I heard they're trying to change that. Recession uh, in the dictionary is two consecutive quarters of loss of growth. And uh, they're like, no, 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 there's many more factors in it now. And it's like, it's like, well, hold on. You just told us that like genders are like 155. I thought there were two, like male or female. Now you're saying you can be a dolphin and fucking dandelion, whatever the fuck, you turtle. Yeah. You want me to call you a turtle? I'll call you a turtle and I won't respect it as I'm calling you. I don't know. You ever talk to somebody, you ever talk to somebody with a name that, like, uh, how do I say this? A name that doesn't fit them. Like uh, Karen? But it's a guy? That would be a, that would be a starter. No, Karen for girls and uh, Ken for guys. So what do you mean? What, what? When you're actually named that name and, like, I'm helping somebody out and they're actually performing to what the stigma of that name is. You know, well, Karen. Me, yeah. Can I talk to the manager? That's Karen. But then when I find a nice one, I go, oh, it's a pleasure meeting you, Karen. Yeah. Like I, and sometimes I'll say, I knew there was a couple of good, good Karens out there. I know you're getting bad press lately. <laughs> I'll throw it out there like that. And they're like, they look at me, they smile. And they're like, I am not going to change my name. These people are fucking it up. <laughs> you know, because the way I say it. Hey, it was a pleasure meeting you, you know. But if she's a Karen, if her name's Karen, and I'm ringing her out, like, this lady needed to uh, return something. So anyway, rang her out. 
we got to give this guy a call, but this is the last story I'll say. Ringing her out, and I go, hey, are you in our system? And she goes, no, and I don't want to be. And I go, cool. And so I ring her out, and she buys something, and then her son's like, oh, I need this hat clip. I need this hat clip and this ball marker. And so she goes, well, you're going to pay me later, right? And he goes, yeah. So he buys it, or she buys it, and they, I sent him off the store with their receipt. And then they come back like two minutes later, and she goes, I need to return this. And I go, cool, no problem. And uh, he goes, yeah, it didn't fit on my hat because he's a kid. So it's a smaller brim probably. I don't know. Just didn't fit on his hat. So I'm like, well, this is a problem is that uh, I just need to enter just your name and your phone number. Um, we're not going to contact you just so my, you know, it's just company policy for, for refunding a, 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 a product. And she goes, well, I ain't going to give you my name. I go, oh, God, and I thought this girl was a nice girl on the first transaction. And then she was just like, I'm not going to give you my name. I'm like, well, I have it on the receipt that you uh, just bought something from me. So, yes, I kind of do have your name. I didn't say that, obviously. But I was just, and she goes, you can make up whatever name you want. And, you know, and, and she went from super nice to all of a sudden, like, Karen. And her her name on her uh, first receipt, because she put it on her card, and, and the second receipt, because I refunded it on her card. Her name, her first name's Karen. And I should have known, by the way, she had short hair. <laughs> she had, like, that little bob haircut. Like, yeah. she's going to be all nice. She's going she's gonna to be all up in your face and shit, like, oh, fuck you, motherfucker, da, 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 like Bill Burr used to say, yeah, fucking you. And then if she's in a building that's a fire, she's going to turn her hair into some two pony, two little pigtails and be like, oh, I'm just a girl, save me. It's yeah. like, yeah. The, the, I'm just saying the um, personality of people is very rude. It, it's very rude. It's almost rude where people uh, like feel like they've been held down. They're like, I'm going to take it out on everybody. It's like totally weird. Well, don't be a Karen. Let's get to our guests. This guy um, yeah. reached out to me on social media, and uh, he's from Florida, Freedom, Florida. And uh, we'll check in with Mr. Mike Boyle uh, and see what the weather's like. So let's give him a call. Here we go. You there? Mr. Mike Boyle. Welcome to the Totally Corrupt Podcast. How you doing, bud? I'm doing really well. How are you, gentlemen? Billy, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking. Uh, you are you live in Florida, and uh, we have a friend that lives down there. You're in Jacksonville, correct? I'm in Jacksonville. What's the weather like? The weather's awesome. <laughs> people, people tell you it's too hot That's because they're jealous wonderful here right on yeah we got a friend yeah. friend that's uh from over there but uh how long have you been in florida i came to florida right after 2001 right after 9 11 gotcha 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 so you've been there through the whole like uh covid bullshit and you know you're like you live in one of the only states it wasn't really locked Wait. down Tony said there was no COVID bullshit. You didn't have to wear a mask. You were actually free. It was called the Constitution. Well, well let me tell you. Um, I came. I was forced to move down here by, by my next wife. So I didn't. Want hey, to be hey, Brad, can you turn him up a little bit? I can't hear him too well. I, I don't. I don't. Just keep going. Let me see if this is better. Hold on, guys. Um, is that better? Yeah, yeah that's perfect. Okay, that's great. So I was forced to move down here by an ex-wife. Demand it, we moved down. Demand it. So, okay, I had two little babies. I didn't want to break up my family. We came down here. I was miserable. Did not want to be here. Left everything I knew. Left three thriving businesses. Always wanted to go back to Jersey. Spent a lot of time in and out of the city, you know, doing some stand-up comedy and stuff in the big clubs up there. But I always had to come back to Jacksonville because I had kids. I didn't want to leave them here with no dad. A couple years ago, right before COVID, both my kids are 21, and I sold my house and went back home. So I thought 10 months it lasted, and I was done. I'll never leave Florida again. I mean, <laughs> where's your where's your hometown? 
West Orange, New Jersey, but um, right right across the river from Manhattan was, you know, where I was. I went back up there. I was right there in Union City, West New York. I wanted to be real close to the city. So it, it had been like I had been going up and back and forth to the city, you know, after Giuliani was mayor, even Bloomberg. You could walk around and see I get out of comedy clubs two o'clock in the morning, walk around. Never a thought. It was awesome. Yeah. It was a wonderful place. Uh, of course, it deter- it's it's horrible. It's horrible. It's like ridiculous. So it kind of breaks New- your heart. Well, it's New York City. It's the greatest city in the world. All we could do is hope that you know it comes back. But um, it was just terrible. And the place where I grew up in New Jersey was a wonderful place to grow up. My friends, the mayor. I mean, my childhood friends, the mayor in New Jersey right now. They're tearing down the statues of Columbus. They're painting the steps of the town hall for gay pride. I'm like, you know what? I'm going back to Florida. I mean, you know what I mean? I just forget it. And that was right when COVID started. I came down here and uh, came back and watching all the stuff that was going on up there. And I was posting pictures on Facebook of me being on the beach and people were calling me up, screaming at me. Like you people are insane. <laughs> it's like I don't get it. But we do have here in Jacksonville, we do have some Democrats. I mean, you know, Jacksonville's a big city and the inner city is, you know, full of some Democrat people. And they fall for that shit and you go in to some stores and some people were looking at it. And I'm like, Yeah, don't you see the mass graves they're digging in the parking lot? I mean, people are nuts, you know. But for the most part, yes, we 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 live in a great state. You know, we were able to go to the beach. We were able. They locked us down a little bit. Don't get me wrong. And when the shit first came out, I believed them. You know, I was going to die. I was fat. I was diabetic. Oh, my God. Right. But I see, I'm a, I'm a little smarter than the average bear, right? Because I'm not a liberal idiot. <laughs> did you make your own decision? And did you yeah, get a shot or no? I'm looking out the window. I when I first came back down, I didn't know what part of town I was going to buy a house in, so I rented it in a brand-new apartment building, this wonderful mall we have here called Town Center. It's a brand-new building, gorgeous apartment. Um, right across the street is a supermarket-sized liquor store. It was packed every day. Oh, I bet. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I swear to God, it was mobbed. And I was looking, I'm going, wait a minute. They didn't shut the liquor store down. People are going in the liquor store. And I was like afraid to go in Publix to buy some groceries. And, you know, they had us walking with fucking arrows up and down the aisles. Which yeah. was hysterical. Oh, God. Yeah. I remember those. And then make sure you're six feet apart. Yeah. Six feet apart. Then, then you know, put the mask on. Don't put the mask on. What are you people doing? You know what I mean? Like, what's going on? But, but we have a very sane governor, and, um, you know, he minimized a lot of that stuff for us here in Florida. And, you know, so, yeah, it was, it was wonderful to be here. You know, that. here in Washington, they deemed pot shops essential. So, like, pot shops were open, too. So, like, you're talking about a liquor store? I, I couldn't figure that one out, but I was like, okay. So, I guess pots. Yeah, you can't go to church, but you can get your liquor. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? They want you drunk. They want you sick. They want you infected. They want not motivated to do anything. You're sitting at home. You're stuck. You're in your own prison. Right. They want you numb, so you don't know what they're doing to you. And you know, so go get your drugs. Go get your pot. Go get your, I mean, your liquor. Don't go to church. No. I mean, they were arresting people. You remember they were arresting preachers for having outdoor masses for people in cars. Yeah. Dude, we are we are in a a shit show of a country right now. It's you know what happened last. My my father my father is eighty one eighty two, and I do a lot of home care for him. And I take him to his doctor, and he was like, "Hey, should I get that booster?" And she goes, eh, "I don't think." And I knew exactly she what she wasn't saying is that well, oh, people are having heart attacks now, and perfectly <laughs> healthy people just their hearts just exploding. Dude, <laughs> Year-old soccer players dying on the soccer field. Left like flies. These people are fucking dropping. 
you know, and it's like, oh, nothing to see here. I no, mean, but you know, you know, they could, they, they, they could quickly solve the problem. Just be like, hey, it's your choice or not to get the vaccine. If you want to get it, get it. But if you don't, get, the thing that pisses me off more than anything is that they're like, well, if you don't get it, you can't work here. Because they're, don't you understand? You can't go there. They want to control you. No, exactly. It's control. It's you give yourself over to the state, you do what we say, and you shut your mouth. Uh, You know, freedom, they don't want any freedom anymore. I mean, I'm saying, when I say they, I'm talking about... Because we're dangerous to them. If we actually have guns and we have freedom, we have the fucking right to speak our mind without being sued left and right they have no power because they shouldn't have any power. We gave them the power. We need to take it back. Yeah. I mean, it's not only that it's, it's that, you know, they're all making money off of this. I mean, it's COVID bullshit. The vaccines, you know how many people are getting rich? I mean, filthy. Nancy, Nancy, can I say on your show? I don't know. Can you bleep me out? Nancy's a fucking whore. (laughs) I mean, we're leaving that in. I mean, I can't believe she hasn't bought her. She has so much money and she can't buy her husband a, a fucking limo driver. I mean, Jesus Christ. Shy's fucking hitting every fucking car on the street going home. What a shit show that woman is. I mean, a despicable human being. So, you know, she's got people sitting on the sidewalks in her own district. You know, um, just this. Come on, man. Fucking destroying the place. Doesn't give a shit because that's what they want. They 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 right. want all that carnage, they want all that bullshit. Well, and, they uh, created it. Yeah, of course. It's they just they want those. America. They want those people to be relying on, you know, the EBT cards and welfare checks and stuff like that. You know, I mean, it's. Let me tell you, something. when I when I was when Barack Obama was elected president, I swear to God, this is a true story. You're going to say, Mike, that can't be true. But yeah, it's a true story. I was I had a granite countertop company down here. And it was an industrial type building on Highway 17 in Green Cove Springs, Florida. Now, Green Cove is just south of Jacksonville, and there's all good old boys, right? The guy next to me in the shop next to me was so irate that Barack Hussein Obama was elected. He actually had a rifle trained, holding it, trained across the highway in a Wendy at a Wendy's. And, I'm, and I, I walked out front. I said, what are you doing? And he's going, Barack Hussein Obama. I go, listen, listen. I mean, what are you doing? I go, all you can do. Like, we all knew what this guy. He was probably mad for other reasons than I was about Barack Obama being elected. I, I didn't give a shit that Barack was black. God bless. Um, I, I don't know if that was his whole motivation for being upset. But I knew what the guy was going to do to the country, I just period. I've been a strict conservative since about 18 years old. And it was always for just wanted the country to do better. It was never that I didn't like gay people. It was never that I didn't like people of different races. It was never any of that bullshit. It was that I knew – I cried when Jimmy Carter lost the election because that was the president. I felt bad. Ronald Reagan won. But I was smart enough to see the difference. Like what happened after Ronald, I remember, the, I, dude, I sat in the back of the car during all those gas lines. You know what I mean? And then, you know, the, the, I saw the hostages get freed from Iran as soon as Reagan took office. A little, I was a little tight. And I was like, I wasn't old enough to vote for Reagan the first time. I, was, I wasn't old enough to vote. But I remember all this stuff changing in this country. And I was smart enough to figure it out. I am aghast that some adults in our country right now, and most of them college educated, cannot figure out that Joe Biden is a disgrace. What's going on most, in this country is most despicable. And they'll sit health. there and tell you that they vote for him again rather than Donald Trump. And you have to say, what the fuck? fuck is wrong with you seriously seriously what no no what what do you what do you what you got to say is what brett says are you happy now are you happy now because i love i love watching mark dice and he does his thing on the street 
and stuff like that. And he goes, hey, just name uh, two countries uh, bordering uh, USA. And they're like, uh, France and, uh, I mean, people coming out of college have no fucking clue of what they're talking about. And then they sit there and they're like, oh, yeah, you can cut your dick off. You, you, you don't have to tell your parents that you're uh, fucking a girl now and your teacher can coerce you and stuff. It's like, no, you can't even teach them math. You can't teach them reading. I mean, how about work on the basics? Because as far as I knew, back when I was a kid and I turned out okay, I'm sitting here taking care of dad, doing a responsible thing, sitting there looking around the country like Kid Rock's song. Like, you know, I mean, it's just like how insane. We are We are almost so close to escape from New York. <laughs> I have ever seen in my life. It's, it's no, just it's- like it's. You know, you know what, guys? You, you guys, how old are you two? Uh, 46. 40. All right. You're, so you're not kids. But, you know, we need people like you out there. I mean, I don't know how many people are listening to you. I hope you guys get huge off this thing because we need people saying what's real, saying what's true. You know, you guys are warriors. You know, so many people, what happened in this country, was that guys like me were too busy working every day and too polite. We let this shit happen. I'm guilty. I'm not guilty anymore because I don't give a fuck. I say what I want to say. Right. You're going to have to drag me off to a fucking concentration camp and shoot me in the face to get me to shut the fuck up because I'm an American and I'm never shutting up again. But we did for a long time. You know, they said you couldn't say Merry Christmas. You're like, okay, you can't have this. Happy holidays. Yeah, you, you can't have the Ten Commandments in the town hall. All right. Oh, we're going to go uh, to Target, and we're men, but we're going to use the ladies' room because we feel like women. All right. You know, we should have been like, fuck you, Target. Stick it up your ass. No, we just shut up. And now look you're, at are. You're you know? facilitating perverts going into the women's restroom. You're facilitating men that have penises still winning uh women's swimming meets and getting like voted for like ncaa star of the year if you yeah, talk you know, about where are the where are the where are the fucking feminists i mean seriously it's like you've been bitching about this all the time and now you're just like oh that's okay and it's like no you don't realize this i mean i would like 1984 to become fiction again well exactly well the feminists are fucked because they're liberals so they have to keep their mouth shut. You know what I mean? If it was a Republican saying that that douchebag should be a female swimmer, I mean, did you ever see that fucking kid? Yeah. And, and first of all, have you no fucking shame? You really the only thing that makes him look, look like a girl is he looks like he's from, like, fucking some 80s rock band with his long hair. I mean, that's I mean, the only thing. It's like, I've seen it. He still has to wear, I think he wears a jock strap when he's swimming. I don't know, because shit's Either he's got a hard on with all those girls in the tub, and then he gets to see him fucking wash in the fucking shower room. I mean, seriously, I have no, to say you know, it's the, the truth of the matter is, is the guy might feel like a woman. I mean, that's okay. But don't ruin everybody's fucking life over it. Don't feel like a woman, like Caitlyn Jenner, okay? Um, the girl, the, the the girl wants to be girl, but she's normal about it. She's like, all right, I'm girl, but you don't have to, you know. First of all, I thought it was fucked up that she was voted woman of the year the first year she turned into a woman. Right. I was like, well, that's an comp- Hey, that's a world record at this point in now. <laughs> so I used to do a joke about about Caitlyn. I go, you know, can you blame? Look, you hang out with all those Kardashians, see all the shit they get for sucking dick. Uh. Hello? I mean, you know, like, okay, I want some of that. You know, he took it a little too far, but, you know, all right, whatever. So, but at least the woman's woman enough or person enough, whatever the fuck it is, to say, yeah, but we shouldn't be competing in female athletics. So if they all acted like that, um, talking about transgenders, I would be like, all right, people want to be transgender. What are you going to do? I got no problem with that. It's when they force this shit down your throat. They want to tell your kids about it. I don't go to school and tell little kids how to fuck women. I fuck women. You, that's what I say you, all the time. You, you can't. You can't. You you can't teach Christianity in school, but you can talk about uh, gay pride. Yeah, 
you know. I mean, it, 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 it it's like one it's like one side is getting a say and the other one has to shut up. It's like the January 6th committee, if you think about it. <laughs> you guys got topics coming out to ass. And every one of them, I'm telling you, it's just, it's nuts. January 6th. The thing lasted an hour and a half. Everybody knows the fucking Democrats opened the doors for everybody. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, they burnt the fucking country down for two years before that. No problem. No foul. No harm. They took over right where you guys are. They took over how many blocks over? On the, yeah, it's okay. We had the summer of love. We had the summer of love. Come on. Jenny Durkin was amazing. She, is, she oh, was yeah. probably our top, uh, our top on the lower scale. Uh, governor or, was, or mayor of Seattle. Yeah, it was bad. And up there. she's like, "Oh, this could be the summer of love." And a guy got shot. Couldn't even get an ambulance in there because it was too unsecure. Because they would have got shot. It and that guy died. Line. And then they. And then and then the company's suing the the city. It's like, no, that's called the summer of love. <laughs> How did you like your love? It was so wonderful. I mean, the fucking yeah, place down. The douchebags on TV, mostly peaceful protests. I, I'm sure you're watching. It's a little fiery. <laughs> it's a little smoky I'm out here. I'm like, why don't you go throw yourself in the mostly peaceful fire, you jerk off? I mean, what the how, fuck is wrong with people? How, how about Bowser right now? She's only have 4,000 migrants in her city, and she's like, uh, this is really bad that Texas is sending them all to us. And it's like, no, well, we're just letting you know how we feel because we accepted 3 million in the last two years and you have 4,000 and you're fucking, you want the national guard. You want the national guard. Are you serious? Biden's putting some more wall up that fucking wall that Trump was such an animal. And he's, well, they can't do it because they can't put the wall up because that was Trump's idea. Every, have you realized how quick the, 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 like, like Ross Crow, remember Ross Crow back in the day? Yeah, he was like, "Hey, that was the first time we ever had a businessman say, hey, why does why does a businessman take over the country? We have Trump. They wrote rap songs. They wrote everything about him. Loved Trump. He, the Apprentice. Everybody wanted to be on The Apprentice. And as soon as he said, I'm a Republican, they said, oh, he's evil. He's a bigot. He's a fucking racist. <laughs> okay, so, so listen, I grew up with Trump. I grew up in Jersey right there. Mm-hmm. And he's so a dude. We all knew Trump before anybody else knew Trump. Before he got huge, Trump was running around the city doing shit. And then, then the next thing you know, the world knew Trump. And um, but we, but, you know, I knew Trump was a smart guy. When he ran, I wasn't sure what to think at first. I, I was like, yeah, he'd probably do a much better job than any of these jerk-offs. But I really didn't know. I didn't know if he was doing it for publicity. I didn't know if he was really into it. And whatever. Then I started finding some. I of think he was shocked he won. Well, I started finding some of his old interviews and stuff, and he was always talking about that shit. Um, he was always talking about China and, and whatever. Oprah. And all this shit. So, anyway, I was a tiny bit on the fence, but I'm going to tell you what pulled me into Trump 100%. When 9 11 hit, I was still in New Jersey, and where I lived, you could see the World Trade Center from a, from a place in our town called the Reservation. So it was like this uh, park, and you sat there, and you looked at the whole skyline of New York City. It's a wonderful place. When 9-11 hit, we sat in that park for three days and cried. Like, those buildings, we saw them every day. It was part of our lives. I mean, it was a tragedy for the whole country, but people right here, it was hard, right there, rather. It was horrible. And there was a train stations every couple miles going into the city, and you just knew your whole life just driving by them because there was, uh, you know, there was like East Orange Station, Bridge, Bridge Station. You know, you drove by the train station, and every day during the day, the train station parking lots were packed. That was all people got out of their car, got on train, went into the city, went to work. Every night, the train stations were empty, completely empty. You want to go hang out somewhere? You could park a couple of cars in there, turn on some music. There was never anybody in there at night because everybody got back from the city, got in their car, and left. And that was the only time they used the trains going out of the city. So after 9-11, every single train station you drive down the street, there were two, three cars in the parking lot. And it hit you. Those were three people didn't come home. So yeah. it was it was it was horrible. Horrible. We watched them burn. And they burned for three days. I don't know if you remember. And it was just horrifying. 
just horrible, horrible bullshit. And we, and you know, we went through. Now, however, you, you want to believe the 9/11 happened, who did it, whatever. But you know, if people forget, it's a dangerous world. It's a we got to stick together in this country. But now, how do you stick together with people that call you racist every day? But it was just going back to Donald Trump. They had the news all day long. It was all day long, all day long, what was going on. One time, I saw a report. There was a town in New Jersey called Patterson. A lot of Muslims, Arabs, whatever they were. They showed them on the roof of the buildings where they lived, singing. Not making fun of them. That's how they sound. Death to, death to America, basically. Happy at the World Trade Center. Now, what I said when I saw it was, fuck, they better not show that again. That's going to be, there's going to be a war down there. I didn't want a war down there. I, I, and somebody got smart, and they never showed it again. Everything else, they looped all day long, 24 hours a day. They sh- I saw those Arabs one time. I never, never thought about it too much after that. But I saw it. Now, when Trump runs, he talked about the Arabs, and they, to a man, called them a racist, and I knew right then and there, if I saw it, who the fuck am I? I was just watching TV. Somebody in the news must have knew it really happened, and not one person said it. They all called them a racist, and it was from that minute on that I said, fuck you people. I'm a 100% Trump guy from that minute on. Because I knew that it was bullshit, that everything they were going to say about this guy was going to be a lie. And then he, he fingered somebody's pussy or somebody grabbed the pussy. <laughs> I go, I go what, is, what the fuck is wrong with these people? He didn't grab anybody's pussy. He was talking about star fuckers. He was talking about women I, that went out in the world and tried to get I, men like Donald Trump to touch their pussy. And once in a while, indulged. He didn't walk up to people on the street and grab their pussies. I mean, there was, it was so sickening, you know. Maybe so I, maybe that should be the Trump test. Like, if you're transgender, I'm going to grab Trump your crotch, and if you got a package, you cannot <laughs> swim. Yeah. So so you had all. Remember the pussy hats and shit they wore when you got elected? Yeah. During the street screaming with the pussy hats, dude. it's like the people now with the abortions. Are you kidding me? I, you know, I'm in Facebook jail again, but one of my last posts was one one of those people, uh, they were protesting, they weren't going to be giving any pussy out. I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> well, I'm just, I don't I'm think, no one, no one probably wants saying, that pussy anyway, so. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, part, you know, you can just, stick that pussy up your ass. I, I was going to talk about false pussy for a second, you know, like where there's no pussy there. It's just like, I'm too scared to cut it off because I kind of like masturbating all the night. And I mean, whatever weird thoughts they have, but I work in a golf industry and, uh, and I have a lot of clients and, and, uh, this one, um, I have to call her her now. Uh, she, uh, transitioned. And uh, she likes to brag that now she's playing from the women's tee. She hits it so much longer than the ladies. And and I'm like, well, you're six four, and you got an Adam's apple. And, <laughs> yeah, you got that bone density. I mean, I mean, it's kind of obvious you're going to hit it further. But whatever. If you want to brag about your distance, <laughs> you know, my golf game uh, has gotten so much it, better. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, listen, as conservatives, like, you know, I, I don't know how you guys feel. I'm not, I'm not personal friends with you. I'd like to be, you guys sound great. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you from 18 years old, I've been a strict conservative. And I was lucky enough to meet Ronald Reagan. I drove an ambulance when I was a kid. I worked in the first aid, uh, first, uh, first aid squad. And he spoke at the South Mountain Arena in West Orange, New Jersey. And they parked a couple of our ambulance rigs behind in case anything happened and he came out the back door and thanked us all for being there dude there was something that came off of that guy i, I was like in, uh, I, I was uh, it was like you know i was a big rock and roll guy right and i met some rock stars there he was the biggest rock star that ever lived 
Exactly. I mean, this guy, just something came off of this man. You know, it was, I think it was his, his whatever. I really didn't even understand politics that much yet. But there was something about Ronald Reagan and, uh, and just getting to lay eyes on that guy. And I think it was the way you knew he really, here's the president of the United States thanking me for standing there. Like, and he meant it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think that's, I think that's the problem is people always thought that Republicans are, and I'm, and fuck Republicans, some of them are, are bigger assholes than the Democrats, because I at least rather know who my enemy is, right? right. But you, conservatives, let's say conservatives, are horrible people that don't care about anybody, and we hate everybody. And we'll sit here and we'll joke about your friend with the six foot four with the Adam's apple hitting from the moon seat, because he deserves to be joked. It doesn't mean <laughs> we don't like trans people. Excuse me, her, her. Yeah, her. It doesn't mean we don't like gay people. It doesn't mean we don't like, you know, people of different races. I can be friends with anybody. I don't care. Well, no, that's exactly that's exactly the point. Is that we can be frank with everybody because we don't. I don't have to explain shit to you. I. I I mean, I could. I I dress like I dress like a dude. I I fucking I act like a dude. I like girls. I don't, and even if I have a buddy that's like gay, I'm like, oh well, he he can do whatever he wants to do, but we're gonna hang out. So it's like one of those things where you're just sitting there going, like, I know they're trying to confuse us when you actually have social interaction with people. In my opinion, because it's like, oh, oh you uh, called me the wrong the, term. They're using it to divide. That's all. How, I mean, I think how many how many times I see a group of people and I'm like, hey guys, how are you doing? And somebody in that group is going to be like, I'm not a guy. And I'm like, I was addressing you as a whole. I'm sorry. I offended you. Everybody <laughs> yeah. wants, hey guys. everybody thinks, everybody thinks they guy. have the right to be offended. It's like, how about live in a fucking different country? How about live somewhere where you actually don't have the first amendment right? How about Canada? How about Mexico? Wait, no, everybody from Mexico is running away. I mean, how about we just take over Mexico and just talk to the the government and say, hey, we're going to take you over. We're going to fucking send some tanks and shoot some cartels up, and uh, we're going to own it all the way to the Panama Canal. How's that sound? I mean, because all your fucking residents are coming up here anyway. I mean, really. That way we have a better border to protect against Russia and China because they got us from both sides. I mean, Ukraine is well, going to go down. Uh, Ukraine's going to go down, and then fucking Europe, they're all pussies. I'm sorry. They are. Yeah, well, listen, so, so, so here's the thing about Ukraine. I feel bad for anybody that has to suffer. I don't like to see people suffer. I don't like to see kids in the street. I don't like to see people injured. As, and a lot of those people over there, what's going on right now, they're innocent. I mean, they have no idea what's going on. They can't control anything. And they're being bombed, and it's a hard. That's a horrible thing. It's a horrible thing. But you know, everybody wants to talk about Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. I don't think Ukraine's so innocent. The, the motherfuckers were corrupt, and not not for one second say I'm happy what's going on over there. But I'm I don't look at it that this is Putin trying to take over the planet. I look at it as Putin a trying to protect his own country, which he has the right to do. And B, trying to bring down some of the new world order bullshit that's going on over there because he's a, he's a nationalist. And, and a lot of this shit over there was corrupt. It was bad shit. All these people were laundering all their fucking money out of the Ukraine. And all this shit was going on in the Ukraine. And I'm not, saying, I'm not saying I'm the smartest guy in the world. And I may not even be right. But I think I am. I don't think Putin's plan on taking over the world because he took over Ukraine. You, you know fucking shit on the map. It, it ain't shit. I'm with you on that. You know I, I've been saying that for a long you, time. You, you, you know where we're missing right now? Is Trump sitting back in his fucking leather chair, arms crossed, sitting there going, uh, North Korea, if you, you will experience fire and fury. He, he basically just said what we're going to do, and Biden's like, uh, uh, who do I talk to? I mean, there's nobody in control. There's nobody in control. And everybody around the world is taking advantage of this nation at this time. 
first of all, Biden, uh, Biden is a disgrace. He's a despicable human being. What his son did and what he did with selling out America for money is a fucking disgrace. The fact that the guy doesn't have the common sense to look in the mirror and go, you know, I can't even speak. I shouldn't be president of the United States. Right there is a despicable. Dude, if I talk like that, I wouldn't be seen in public. I'd be like, all right, my time's done. It's run its course. I'm not going to stand on a podium. And go, blah, 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 blah. He doesn't, he doesn't, he, he doesn't answer any questions, doesn't do any press conferences. And, and, and he tries to act like a tough guy. He's a jerk-off. And I'm going to tell you something. His wife's a jerk-off. His son's a jerk-off. <laughs> they suck. They're the worst fucking people. But, you know, we all know it's not him. He's not running The shit. only... The only no, good I, thing I he's got going got right now is aviator sunglasses. Yeah, I was, but I think he's going to make that run out of style. I couldn't believe that Nobody's he got out of the primaries, to be honest with you. Come on, man. Yeah, come on, man. Come on, man. Fuck, dude, if I ever met that guy, I'd be like, fuck you. And I never thought growing up in America, which is a, which is the greatest place in the world, come on, it's America. I mean, remember, remember when Joe Biden met that a worker in the factory and the worker asked him a question. He goes, I don't work for you. And he goes, yeah, you do. You work for fucking me and everybody else in this nation. And he goes, I don't work for you. So that right there should have been like, Oh, red flag. He works for China. He well, works, for, he China. works thought, for China. I never thought I would call a U.S. president a jerk off. I never thought in my life of saying growing up in America. Well, when he sends a hundred million barrels of oil or a million barrels of oil to uh, China, even that they taught us how to be like this. What they to his son's firm. To his son's firm. I mean, seriously, jerk. Just that's why we call this uh, podcast totally corrupt. Because <laughs> no joke. I mean, eventually we get to a certain point where we're just like laughing and we don't know what else to say. It's like, why don't anybody else see this? Like we see this and people have their head in the sand or I mean to me to know, me to like, me it was really obvious. Like like I said, going through the primaries and things like that, like that guy was on the national no malarkey tour. What the fuck who the fuck does that? And then, you know, once he made it out of the primaries he would just hid in the basement because oh my god COVID is so running rampant you know well, well first of all you guys are you guys are misunderstanding the whole thing he didn't win <laughs> exactly. they cheated exactly they took the fucking election they stole it you yes. know hold on just to certify the election two years later I mean they they stole the fuck I mean just look at it they hold on he's the most popular person popular person ever elected to office but nobody shows up at his rallies I mean, there's the evidence, right? There. I just posted something about that untruth. I was like, if Joe Biden met with as many supporters as he did with Hunter Biden's associates, I would almost believe he won. I mean, you know what? You know what they're trying to define us as now? Now, I mean, we're like extremists, and it's like, no, you you guys are extreme. Could you imagine if John F. Kennedy was still alive? He would look back and be like, this is this is way better than I thought it would ever get. We need to cut out on the crime and stuff, but like the left polls, we never, we never pull the right. Never polls. We just kind of go along with them. And then all of a sudden it's like fucking fucking escape New York. You know yeah, I mean? They, they lie, they cheat, they steal. And you know, people tell me, I have friends that tell me like, Mike, you got to watch what you say. I'm like, no, I don't. That's I don't the, care. Let them fucking let the CIA throw me in a gulag somewhere. At least I'm gonna die an American. I'm not gonna be a prisoner to anybody. Well, I believe in law. I don't break any laws. I don't cheat. I don't steal. I don't take anything that's not mine. I won't drive if I had a drink, which I don't drink. But if I had two drinks, I wouldn't get behind the wheel of my car. If you're gonna throw me in jail because I'm gonna talk, then throw me in fucking jail. You know what I'd have to say. You know what I'd have to say is that you you just started voting, right? Like just like voting. maybe maybe no maybe like fifteen years ago. No, I'm I'm fifty six years old, brother. I've been voting for a while. Okay, so you've been voting for a while. And when did you change? Well, my first my first presidential uh, vote was cast for um, Ronald Reagan's his second term. 
So I never yeah. voted for Democrat in my life. I never will. I mean, but 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 in those days, it had nothing to do with any of the social stuff. It was, not, and I didn't dislike people that were Democrats. I just thought that they were dumb. I just thought they didn't understand. Listen, here, can I talk for one second? Let me tell you guys the problem in this fucking world. So the Democrats tell people they care about everybody, and that's why Bruce Springsteen, a, a guy, a Jersey guy, we're supposed to, we're supposed to think he's like a god. I'm so conflicted over this because, you know, Bruce is great. Come on. A hopeless fucking liberal. All right. He's got a song. I just discovered the song. I was never a huge Bruce fan, but I love Bruce. The Ghost of Tom Joad. And, of course, it's about the downtrodden, the soup kitchens, and blah, 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 blah. And right in it, he talks about the New World Order. This is the New World Order. He, he, he's talking about it, yet he's a fucking liberal. Like, they don't even understand that this is what's bringing the New World Order in. So here's the thing. If you, if you vote for Republicans or conservatives, and we run the country like Trump did for four years, then you're going to make some fucking money. And you can help whoever you want. You can help gay people if you want God bless. You can help whatever you want to help. But if we go through the shit we're going through now and we got to hang on by our fingernails to survive, who are you going to help? You can't help nobody. And these people don't help anybody. 40, 50, 60 years they run some of these cities and the people are in there like prisoners in a cockroach farm. What the fuck did they do for anybody? Now, Trump came in there four years. Everybody was doing better. Everybody was making more money. And you could have went and helped your friends out. You could have helped some people out. People, He put the black enterprise zones up. I was happy about it. I want to see black people happy, healthy, free. And nothing makes me happier, by the way, than when I see some TikTok videos or some black conservatives on there talking about how they finally figured it out. I'm like, and I write on him, welcome, brother. You got a brother in me. I don't fucking hate anybody. You know how I hate these people that hate Donald Trump because they were told to by the media, and they're so fucking stupid they believe it. You know, and it's not just Donald Trump. I try to tell people. Donald Trump's only to be president for eight years, then he's gone. Like, why you got to hate him so bad? Right. You know, like, you know, it's not like he's the king of the planet. It's that it's that they want to just keep running us into the ground. Meanwhile, all these liberal politicians keep getting richer and richer and richer, and the people that they serve or supposedly serve are getting poorer and dumber. And now they want to cut their dicks off. They want to cut your kids' dicks off. I mean, what the fuck is going on? Can you tell me what's going on? Uh, you know what I would think about? I'm thinking about inflatable objects. And I watched one of your comedy skits. <laughs> you're 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 talking you're talking about inflatables. Inflatables. I don't even remember. <laughs> well, you threw an Iranian in there, and you said, "Yeah, the only bad thing about the Iranian inflatable girls is that they blow up." <laughs> <laughs> That's good. No, that wasn't me. That was another Mike Boyle comedian. I did. The best skit I ever did about all this bullshit was, you know, first of all, that's why I'm not in comedy anymore. Everywhere I went, I was passing all the clubs in New York City. I was doing great. I performed all over the place. Every fucking night, all the other comics are woke little jerk-offs. I was getting in fistfights with people. The last time I was Aaron. a couple of years ago was Gay Pride Week. Now, if you sit on a park bench for seven minutes during gay park week, they're going to tattoo your head with the gay flag. It's everywhere you look. So I got on stage at the Comic Strip Live, a legendary club, and I just looked out at the crowd. I went, so good to be back in New York. Hey, is it me or is New York a little extra gay right now? <laughs> and come on, that's funny. Some lady second row, I swear to God, she went, oh, I swear to God, that was the noise she made. Oh. And I just stopped and went, what the like, fuck what? is wrong with you? I go, what are, you having a, are, you, are you having a heart attack? Yeah, no. It was, they were aghast. How dare you denigrate Gay Pride Week? Shut the fuck up. Just shut hold on. Hold on. As a comedian, 
as a comedian, your job, and this is why I love comedians, because it, they date back to the court gesture, and they were the only ones that were able to insult the king. So if you're able to insult the king, you should be able to insult the audience because you're kind of, you're kind of showing your point of view of their ignorance. And if they can't deal with it, they shouldn't have come to the show. I mean, you're trying to create a good time and somebody comes in there and ruins it for everybody. It's like horrible. I mean, we saw me and Brett went, saw, what was his name? I forget his name, but we went to the Tacoma comedy club and, and this guy, yeah, it's it's funny. He, it's funny because all of these comics now are ultra liberal, right? So like, and they're starting to set the rules of like, oh, you just can't say that stuff anymore. You can't um, say that anymore. except Dave Chappelle. But like, you know, well, Chappelle is to me, Chappelle is one of the most important people ever. Totally, totally. First of all, not only is the motherfucker the funniest guy around, but he's big enough that he can push back and he doesn't give a shit. And he and Joe back. Rogan are way more powerful than Jim Joe Biden will ever be. So Chappelle is a, a hero in my book. And um, one of my friends is from New York City is touring with him right now, Marshall Brandon. But it's, it is amazing that some comics are starting to push back a little bit. So much to the point where I might get back on stage because I really didn't think it was going to turn. You know, I was tired of fighting. I was tired of fighting the club owners. You know, I got my laughs every time I got on stage. I, mean, I never had a bad, I mean, I have people like that lady, but I never had an audience not laugh at me. I'm very... Have you ever had the manager of the club come up in to you and say, I don't want you to say this joke? Yes. I've had, like, like we have a club that, here. That, that's unacceptable. No, we that's have your First here. Amendment. We have a club here in uh, Jacksonville called the Comedy Zone. And the guy that used to own it, I literally told him, I don't know if you guys remember a guy named Ari Spears. He was on Mad TV. Well, Ari's was in town. Um, good comic, black guy, very good guy. And we're sitting there before the show, and the, and the guy's telling me that I couldn't curse or talk to the cl- crowd. I said, what are you talking about? Because like, I do a lot of crowd work. And I go, what are you talking about? I can't talk to the crowd. He goes, you're not a national act. I don't want you talking to my crowd, and I don't want you cursing. As you go, fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> like that right for hours here. And says, I go, fuck that guy. Fuck you. Fuck your club. Fuck the comedy zone. And of course, I got blacklisted in every comedy zone in the country after that because it's a network. I don't fucking care. Stick your comedy zone up your head. If you pay me to act in something, I'll say whatever you write. If I get on stage with a microphone, that's an art. I'll say whatever the fuck I want. Period. I don't care. And I told him, go fuck Hey, Hunter Biden can make a lot of money making patents with a fucking straw, and you can't fucking say what's on your mind. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I, that's, that was my biggest problem. I, I had a lot of pushback. So, and I well, had, you're the artist. You're the artist. Whatever you want to say, if, if, the, if, if, if the, uh, if the, if, if the uh, crowd accepts you, that's what you want. And somebody's stepping in your way and saying, like, no, don't do this. And you're like, you're fucking up my whole fucking routine. Yeah, yeah. I ha- it's funny because I had um, this woman, Gladys Simon. She's a sweetheart. She's, um, she's helped a lot of comedians get to the next level coming out of the comic strip live in New York City. So she helped, like, Jackie G. I mean, all kinds of people. You know, the comic strip live is the place where Saturday Night Live wants comics. They sit there and watch comics. I mean, it's a great club. So I was in there every Friday night for like two years, and I, and Gladys loved me, and she would tell me every night, "You gotta calm it down, Mike. I can't get you on TV if you keep cursing." I go, "Gladys, when I get on TV, I won't curse. Like I don't get it. Like what the fuck are you talking about? Like you know." So one night I got up there, and the crowd expects to see certain shit out of Mike Boyle if you know my comedy, and um, I, I I made the mistake one time. I used to do a, a joke about clean underwear. I used to go, anybody, your mother ever tell you to wear clean underwear? And everybody would go, yeah, yeah, I go, my mother too. She always was worried about clean underwear. I said, well, I was a little bit of a dickhead when I was 17. I was like, ma, uh, she's like, you know, if you're in a car, like, ma, if I hit a tree doing 60, I'm going to shit my pants anyway. <laughs> 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 I 
I go, what do you think they're going to fly me to a hospital in a helicopter in some billion-dollar facility? And all these trained surgeons gather around a table, and they're going to cut my pants off to operate on me. The guy's going to look at my underwear and go, oh, look at this guy's underwear. Fuck him. Let him die. No, let man. Him, let him I, die. I, I think my mother was a genius because she came up with a way. I think any 17-year-old kid would listen to this. You know what she said to me? Hey, jerk off. You better wear clean underwear in case somebody wants to suck your dick. Who's going to suck your dick if your underwear dirty? And I, from that day on, I had the cleanest underwear. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it was pushback with that. Oh, too dirty. No. The crowd loved it. So no, that's a great one. So the next week, so wait a minute. The next week, I got up there. I didn't do the clean underwear joke. And I swear, this hit me like a ton of bricks. I was new in comedy. Some kid comes up to me. I said, kid, it was a young guy, comes up to me, had three friends standing with him. I'm not lying to you. Look, dude, I'm not a big act. I'm, I, I used to do a thing, a radio show. I would miss everybody. I was the lowest rung in the showbiz ladder dripping off the fucking edge. I'm not, a, it was never a big act. But people liked me when they saw me. And this kid comes up to me and he said, it, it almost appears in his eyes. I go, he goes, you didn't do any of your stuff? I brought three people here to see you because I was trying to please the fucking club owner. And I realized I let anybody who liked me, if it's four people, I let them down. And from that day on, I never watched what I said again. I didn't give a shit. And I always got laughs. But it's too hard well, when you're conservative to, to fight against the club owners and all the other comics. Well, I tell you what, do you got, do you got a website or anything to plug that we could actually promote a little bit with our followers? Yeah, your yeah. social media, so, whatever you got. So, so what I did instead of trying to make it as a comic, I said, you know what, I'd rather go sell houses. So I'm a realtor in Jacksonville, Florida. Right on. So people can go to Boyle dot com if they want to look for houses or anything. Uh, but if you want to look at some of my comedy, it, you go to YouTube. I didn't post a lot of stuff, but I did back in the days I was doing the bigger clubs. The comedian Mike Boyle, M-I-K-E-B-O-Y-L-E. And you just see me doing some some of my little shit. So, you know, but I did, I did so, like so many shows that I didn't throw up there. And I didn't really want to put a lot of stuff up there. I just put a couple things up. But they're, they're up there. They're, they're and I did a cartoon for a while. It's on YouTube called Rotten Apple. So if you look up Ron is Apple, it, is, it, is, is it transgender? <laughs> Let me tell you, dude, if you look through some of my Ron Apple cartoons, you would say this fucking guy was a psychic. Here's what happened with Ron Apple. A, a rich Ukrainian guy saw me do some comedy in New York City. He said, I love yeah. your mind because you're brilliant. I want you to write a cartoon for me. I said, okay. He goes, I'm going to have it animated in the Ukraine. And uh, you're going to write it. And I want you to write about Trump. I said, what do you want me to write about Trump? He goes, you know, everybody wants to hear how bad Trump is. And that's what's going to get us views. So I want you to just make fun of Trump. And I went, no, no. somebody else. Yeah, I said, no, I don't want to make fun of Trump. And he's going to pay me. And I said, no, I don't want to make fun of Trump. He yeah. goes, what do you mean? Everybody makes fun of Trump. I said, yeah, but I like Trump. So I don't want a job making fun of Trump. So we came up with a compromise. I, and I came up with the whole concept. I shall tell you what, we'll make Mikey, which he decided to make me bald. I don't know why. I got a lot of fucking hair. But if you watch it, Mikey's me, and it's my voice. And I wrote every word of these cartoons. So what happened is I said, Mikey can walk around New York City with a couple of his friends. And him and maybe one of his other friends kind of likes Trump. And a couple of the other friends don't like Trump. Because that really is America, half and half. And I said, that's a good idea. I'll do that. And and it was my concept. And I came up with all the characters. So you had Mikey, you had Tyrone. You had a chick that was a uh, cat was based on some realtor chick I was chasing around Jacksonville. Couldn't get my hands on at the time. So I made her a real sexy, beautiful girl and named her cat. And then I had Isabel, who was fashioned after my second wife, who was a Honduran immigrant. And she hated my guts. And I said, perfect. That's my ex-wife. And um, they like and Isabel and Tyrone. Tyrone was a black dude, and they love to hate Trump. So every little issue, I had those people talking about how bad Trump was, and I might go, "What are you talking about?" 
So I, I did shit like about hurricanes, and they were blaming Trump for getting out of the Paris Accord. Remember that? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Like, and this hurricane in 1905 that wiped Florida off the coast. I guess it knew that Trump was going to be president one day. That's why it happened. Like, you know, like so I always took Trump's side. But I did shit about them removing the statue in front of the um, Ulysses S. Grant. I had Tyrone marching. It must go. It must go. And I was like, what are you talking about? He was not even a Southerner. He was, he was, what, what do you mean? And sure enough, they took down that statue. Like I did that four or five years ago that they were going to remove the statue in front of the Museum of Natural History. It's gone. I did, I did cartoons about all kinds of shit. You remember that? <laughs> I did one where Trump made the, cause like they're talking about how he couldn't solve anything with social security or anything. And he couldn't take care of old people. So I had to make a Trump's casino slash nursing home in New York City. So the money they made off the casino downstairs, they took care of the old people upstairs. It was all great shit, you know. But what happened was Jackie the Joke Man Martling wanted to get involved, which, God bless him, I love Jackie. They, we, they had a show for me in New York, and they showed some of my cartoons, and I did some stand-up. And Jackie saw one of the cartoons. He's like, I want in. So the, the Russian guy, the Ukrainian guy, goes, okay. He busted my ball so bad on the last ever wrote with Jackie. Like, Jackie was just a murderer. I mean, just, I couldn't even write no more. And it was, just wasn't fun. And I said, fuck, I ain't doing it no more. I mean, because I, I, all of them before that, I wrote every word of them. Now I had to write with Jackie. I was like, Jack, you're killing me. Like, this sounds like shit. You sound like shit. And I was like, forget it. But you got to watch some Rotten Apple cartoons. Rotten Apple. I'm sorry, guys. I talk a lot, right? No, you're you good. You guys are both quiet. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> you guys are both quiet. So you got to watch Rotten Apple cartoons. You'll love it. Remember Frederica Wilson, the black Congress lady with the cowboy hat? Yeah. I, I did one about her. It's fucking hysterical. She's coming out of the back of a building, and the white kids in my group are like, oh, hi. And she wouldn't even look at them. And then Tyrone goes up to her, and he's like, she's like, what's up, young blood? (laughs) (laughs) Right, huh? (laughs) All right. That's enough of me. Well, (laughs) we are going to wrap this one up. If you can hear the music, hopefully we can get people. (laughs) Keep up the good. The captain's captain's landing. We got to, I got to do, I got to finish my nap. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you enjoyed our flight. I hope you enjoyed our flight and uh, continue in writing uh, two and two. Yeah. Anyway. Or what we'd like to call politically incorrect. Well, follow- Thanks for coming on our show. Hey, I hope we can do it again sometime, guys. Thank you very much. Much, much success to you. Yeah. We'll, we'll, it was a pleasure. You're always welcome back on fish. anytime. So I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of other fucked up shit that's going to happen between now and then so <laughs> uh, yeah just keep it, keep in touch and we'll have you back on you guys are great god bless alright everybody that's, god bless. that's all we have for you and uh, give us a follow on Spotify and of course get in the conversation uh, on Getter that's G-E-T-T-R at Totally Corrupt that is our handle we're also on True Social so everybody god bless good night